<laughs> cool hand podcast something you gotta deal with I'm at a loss for words already and do you want to know why <laughs> do you remember when the weekend came out for like the first time and he was like super mysterious now now the weekend is like super mainstream and whoop whoop and all that other stuff but like when when he started sitting down for interviews and it wasn't that o- often it was like something you needed to cherish. Of course, I didn't because I didn't care. I don't worship celebrities. However, we have someone who is extremely mysterious and uh, and a, a very a, a highly respected artist in this field of ours. And um, this person has given me the privilege to sit down <laughs> and talk with them for the first time in their musical career. That person is the artist known as Crowded Places. Welcome to the Cool Hand Podcast, Crowded Places. Wow, hello. You know, that was like a sway introduction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but this is <laughs> see, see, I don't watch sway that much, but I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. But um, it, it's very now. I had you on here as a co-host before. Mm-hmm several times once that was put out <laughs> samson a lot said, of things on the cutting room floor <laughs> samson now now samson we're talking a crowd of places today but he's also samson uh he sabotaged one of our podcasts before <laughs> we recorded a whole episode it was probably like an hour and some change long and he sabotaged it you'll just have to ask him about that story now yeah, I'm, i don't recall i'm not here to throw any shots i'm not saying yeah. he sabotaged it but he did okay um but any but that's not what we're here for this is the first crowd of places interview ever um so how are you doing today samson uh, i mean crowded yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, I'm cool. I'm fine. You know, living life. <laughs> now, you recently, we're going to touch on your beginnings, but first of all, <clears throat> you recently uh, dropped a little, dropped some heat. You dropped some some anime bars on some anime beats. Mm-hmm. You dropped some real hip-hop bars on some real hip-hop beats. Mm-hmm. Um, you dropped some Kalani bars. Can can you tell on us some Kalani beats on some on some <laughs> Kalani on some Kalani production? Um, can you tell us what was that project called? Uh, what was that thing called? <laughs> um, wow, what did I call that? 
I just went um, absent-minded too. I was just listening to hold it. Hold on, let me look at my phone. You know, See, he, that's, I'm always on to the next thing, so I don't really remember. You know, he works on so many past. things. This coveted artist, he works on so many different projects. I can understand how it would be difficult to keep up with them. I'm also under pressure. You know what? There's never any pressure for an artist of your caliber. You know, someone who, 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 who is like a jack of all trades. You have to respect their craft. So for you to come up here and not remember your own project, I'm not even going to get mad at you for that. You know why? Why? Because you're so progressive. Oh, thanks. So while you sit there... <laughs> I'm gonna look through my my iTunes and how while you find sit there and look for and look for something you knew we were gonna talk about today. <laughs> oh, and I wish you well. That's what it's called. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. This is already your best interview. And uh, so this <laughs> so this project called "I Wish You Well." And I wish and you I well. wish you well. And Excuse me. Quote: I wish you well. Unquote. And it's and, by the way, not A and D for the people who are listening. And you could check it out uh, on my page. I'll put it up there when I drop this. And and it had to be on Bandcamp. Why? Because Kehlani wouldn't let me post her song and uh, Mahalia, however you say her name, because, you know, samples and all that stuff. Exactly. So three of the songs are on SoundCloud. Yes. I couldn't put any of it on iTunes because, you know. You'll get sued. I don't own it. No, you'll they get, probably wouldn't sue me because I'm a nobody. You'll but, get a cease and desist. Yeah. But um, so <clears> you <throat> recently dropped that, that. Now that's out. And that's the first body of work you dropped since, what, 2013? Um, Let me go back to the iTunes. And no, no, that. that's just an <laughs> estimate. because like, no, I'll since, give you an accurate date because like, maybe that'll make things more interesting. Well, you dropped an album. Uh, I, I want this mixtape. I'm doing the thing that artists do when they release a project that they aren't really that into then they later on in their life they say it was a mixtape so that's what i'm doing for this it was 2016 that was 2016 not 2013 okay um so yeah you did that um so 2016 so it's been about three years you dropped this uh this project and i wish you well Mm -hmm. and can you explain what the uh the concept of the whole project was um really the whole thing was just uh just practice for me like um you know just exercise really just trying to practice what i can or can't do with music and seeing if i can write a song on a topic that isn't my own um so it was just kind of like a warm-up to get myself ready to start writing my own tracks and stuff like that and how did you pick the beats that you rapped on or the production? Um, I'll say. Well, it started with the Kehlani song because I really liked that song, Love Language. And as soon as I heard it, I started rapping to the beat. I was like, man, I should loop this up and try to write a verse to it. So that was the first thing I did. And I did that like a couple months before I thought about like doing a whole thing where I just freestyled over other people's songs <clears throat> or try to like add something. Samson... <laughs> now, um, crowded places. He's he's very expressive. He told me to talk with my hands. <laughs> Look what happened. He knocked the microphone over, and uh, so that's what that's what Let just me happened. Push it back a little bit farther. Um. Okay. Just you make sure. Cut that out. No, we're not because you are so authentic. 
that I want everybody to to listen to what's going on. Okay. Now the one thing I will request. And my lip got stuck in my teeth while that happened. And his lip. Okay. I don't know if that's ever happened to people. No, that happens to me. I've had a, as I have a gap in my teeth. Yeah, I don't really have that big of a gap, but yeah, too much. Oh, so just make sure Sorry. the only thing I request is since these mics aren't super professional that you uh you know what I mean lean in. So. Oh, am I too far away? No, well at I'm that. I'm trying not to get too close. No, no, no. Trust me, you'll be fine if you like. Uh-oh. If you're at this, I, I tested all this crap out. Like you'll be good at this. Okay. It's not like it's not that type of mic. Um, but anyway, so uh, excuse you, me for that. Oh, uh, that's okay because very unprofessional of me. You know what? This is your first interview. I understand you're a little bit nervous to be on such a big platform like mine. Oh you yeah, know, I'm shaking. A lot of people are gonna hear this now. <clears throat> You talked about you rapped over other people's production, mm-hmm. and what I was really trying to extract from you just now was the fact that <laughs> was the fact that um, other people chose these beats for you. Oh yeah, um, some of them. So I asked on um, Instagram if people could recommend me songs after I put out that Kehlani song. It's like you know people can recommend me songs or whatever. Um, the only songs that were actually recommended to me were Making Distractions, which, um, that T plus plus, not plush, that T plus slash Tevin recommended that one to me. My cousin, uh, recommended me the, what you did song, Mahalia and LMA and Oh, and then my other cousin recommended me the first song, Oh My What Moy. I don't know how to say it. Yeah, it's I don't like either. Dead Man, whatever. It's one of the most popular songs. If you go on the SoundCloud, I think that one out of the three songs you uploaded have the most plays, the, um, the uh, anime. Yeah, because one of my friends from out the country really liked it, and he like played it like on repeat. Oh, word. Yeah, but I'm pretty proud of that song. It turned out well. No, no, what you did with... What you did with it sounded pretty good, so you'll have to check that uh, that that project out on SoundCloud. And to get the full thing, it's on Bandcamp. Uh, check out Crowded Places on Instagram. Now, <clears throat> we talked about your last project, and I just want to talk about how you got into music really quick. Uh, um, not really quick, but as as long as you need to take. But um, what was it about? Twenty ten. Two thousand nine, two thousand eleven. What made you want to get into music? Because I was there for a little bit of it when you got started, and I mentioned it in an old podcast, uh, one of my older ones, of seeing your transformation from someone who was, you know, doing basic beats to the level that you're at now. Mm. So, can you just give uh, the people who are listening some insight of how you got into music? What are your uh, your inspiration, so on and so forth? Um, a loaded question. This is kind of like a complicated thing to explain. Somebody will get it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so like I started, uh, my first like creative thing that I did was drawing and then draw anything that I like have done to like spend my time, my free time has taken me to something else. And then 
because of that, I've gotten away from that original thing. So like I started off drawing and then I got really into movies and I wanted to make a movie of my own. So I started learning about animation. Once I got into animation, then I realized all the steps of like making a movie, you got to have like music and sound design, sound effects and all that. So I started getting into sound design for like, um, the stuff that I was working on. And then to practice, I would like take clips from other movies, like the Transformers movies or action movies. And I would put in my own sound effects and sound design. So really that is what kind of got me into producing music because the same way that I would do sound design is kind of how I make music now. Um, where I would take like, you know, clips of like recordings of an explosion or whatever and layer it with something else or whatever. So that kind of gave me like my, my foot into like the, the audio world or whatever. Um, the other thing is like music is, um, in my family pretty deeply. So I guess it was always a part of me. I guess when I was younger, my dad said I was making songs or like doing raps or something. I don't know. I don't remember (laughs) any of that, but like we would, me and my sisters, we made like stupid stuff before or whatever. And, um, but I never really liked music actually. Like I never really <laughs> listened to music <laughs> or like had like an artist that I liked or any of that. I was kind of anti music <laughs> while I was in my like movie making phase, drawing phase or whatever. And then, <clears throat> um, one of my friends from high school was like, Oh, you got that kid Cuddy swag. He's like, you need to listen to kid Cuddy. And at that time, um, Kid Cudi was big for his song Day and Night, and I hated that song. So this gives you insight to what year this was. Uh, Yeah, I was like a sophomore, maybe. What's after a sophomore? Junior? Junior. Yeah, I think I was maybe a junior. It was high school. It was like early or middle high school when he told me that. And then so I'm like, oh, that dude who made Day and Night with that whack beat, you know, that simple beat or whatever. And then he, um, he's like, no, no, his music's good. So he played me one of his songs and it kind of like blew my mind because I never knew like technically he was considered like rap music. I never knew like rap music sounded like that. So that was kind of like introduced me to liking an artist. So from that point, like I started listening to more of Kid Cudi's songs and, um, from that, like I learned about the artists that he worked with. So I started listening to those artists and I liked their music. And then I started getting into the samples that they were doing and everything like that. So, um, that kind of created like my, my ear for what I like and what sounds I like and stuff like that. And so it was just like a rabbit hole. It just started getting more and more into deeper artists where I was like straying away from, you know, the hip hop genre and into like the indie and the the rock and all that and the electronica stuff and like I said music was a big part of my family so I was always hearing music I just wasn't personally listening to it but anyways um so that was kind of like where I got my perception of what I like to hear in music and then um I think it was during the summer uh, I started messing around with like beats and stuff just for fun. I think that was when you came back. Were you in Pittsburgh then? 
Yeah, at, at, or for, you just came back. For any listeners, I lived in uh, I lived in Georgia, uh, for a for a good, for a good piece of my life. So when he says when I came back, he's talking about back to Pittsburgh. Um, I don't remember, but it was a summer. I I think, and we hung out a lot. I think you started making you started making music when I was living in Georgia, and when I came back up living with my grandma. I don't know what you're referring to right now, but I remember, you know, that's when me and you started making music when I was living with my yeah. grandma, but you all had already started making music by the okay. time I got up there, I believe. Yeah. So I don't know what actually, where I actually started, like actually like getting my hands on trying to create something. Um, I don't know. Maybe my dad gave me something or I was messing around with a song or something. I don't know. But I just remember we started, um, what made me start like recording myself was us hanging out. We were like bored. So we were trying to rap and record ourselves rapping to like these trash I, freestyles. I didn't try. Yeah. Well, I he was, was doing into it because he was <laughs> writing stuff or whatever before. And I was just doing it to, you know, pass the time. But yeah. So. It's kind of ironic, just a little personal side note. It's kind of ironic. I was writing down raps back then all the time. Now I don't, that's not really a focus of mine anymore. Mm-hmm. And like you were just doing it to pass the time. And now like, you know, you became, you know what I mean? You yeah. you started uh, being a master of what we call the science when it mm-hmm. comes to rapping, like the science of rap. Well, I'll tell you something that you never um, heard before. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm saving this for your podcast, so this is an exclusive for you <clears throat> personally. So the turning point for me, because like it was just like eh, it's just something to do, but the turning point there was a point where I was like, you know what, if I'm going to do this, I want to do it well, and I want to be good at it. And the point was when we were releasing songs, there was a time where you put your stuff up on Hot New Hip Hop or yes, something like hot that. New- <laughs> hiphop.com and i i remember looking at it and for the people quentin was always better than me rapping when we first started out because he had a lot of practice and i was just you know just doing it but my bars my pen was way better (laughs) 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 but he it, it was way more natural for him I was all off beat and everything, and I was trying to fit way too many words. I didn't know what I was doing. This is yeah. facts, though. This is facts. So I was trash back then, and um, oh I'm not embarrassed about it now because I could put those songs out, and I'd be fine because I know it's all a part of the journey. But anyways, back to the story. So he put one of his songs up, and I was reading through the comments, and somebody said something like, oh, yeah, you killed it, and but that other dude's trash. <laughs> And I was all like, oh, really? <laughs> so I'm like, oh, I'm trash. Okay. <laughs> so I was like, okay. Oh, my gosh. I'm like, all right, if I'm going to do this, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be good at it. So from that point, I started getting better. <laughs> but this is the thing. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I remember. I remember. And the it thing was... is, I knew you probably saw that, but you would have never told me that because you didn't want it to. Yeah, yeah, I, I, and I never brought it up until this this very moment. It was some dude with a Wiz Khalifa avatar. I remember, uh, I remember that because I'm like, is this because I sent it to one of my friends in Georgia, and he had the same sentiment, mm. 
and he was like a Wiz Khalifa and Currency fan. And I'm like, is this my is this my homeboy? He's like an A and R now. Mm. I'm like, is this my homeboy? Because I'm like, I didn't know because I'm like, it's kind of odd that this person has a Wiz Khalifa avatar, and the my same bro from Georgia who I sent it to is you know what I mean. But I know mm. what you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. So that was part of the the motivation. And the other thing about me is like I don't want to do stuff halfway, so it's like I can keep trying to do this, you know, as a hobby to pass time, or I can do it and like be proud of the stuff I'm doing. So thank you, Wiz Khalifa Happy. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up hot new hip hop. They don't even allow you to upload songs. Anymore. Yeah, I was tr- looking that up to put up my mixtape too. I was looking through oh. a bunch of stuff because nothing was letting me go through with these songs. I think they stop. If I recall, they stop letting people upload like normal people upload mm. their stuff because spam. They'd be in the comment sections. I was one of them who would like spam their work like, "Oh, check me out on mm. you know, check me out Google or search yeah. this, whatever." But okay, so so that was part of it and like I said, I don't like doing stuff halfway. So if I'm going to do it and I'm going to let people hear it, I want it to be something that, that I'm proud of. Um, which is part of the reason why it, took me so long to release music because I wanted to get to a point where I you know I was okay with the stuff I was making got you um and then the other part of that was um so after that like I was trying to get people to send me beats and um uh Tevin was making beats at that time and he gave me a couple stuff but again I didn't really know what I was doing so and he was another one who was like he could rap he was way better than where anywhere I was at like you know so and making music and stuff because he's been doing it for a while my voice keeps squeaking it's all right (laughs) he's Tevin's a jack of all trades yeah so he was way out of the league but anyways um so it was like I was trying to get beats and then after working when me and you were doing our thing um I wasn't really into rapping over other people's songs because it's like you rap in the same flow as the person. And I'm like, this is whack. Like I have no freedom to do what I want to do. And I'm like, I don't want to use other people's beats. And you know, that was like the hot thing to do at that time was the freestyle over other people's beats. And that's the other reason why I stopped. That's the other reason why I did this mixtape now because it's not popular anymore so i'm like oh it's not cool to do it and also i didn't use a lot of like like rap beats which is the other reason why i did it because it was a lot of different stuff that maybe people wouldn't expect me to um make music over so that phase was done so that's why i I did did it now but anyways i wasn't into it back then and i'm like man this is whack i don't want to use other people's stuff and I was getting sick of waiting on people to send me stuff or, you know, people to work on stuff. So I'm like, let me just try to figure out how to make beats on my own. So it started with like just loops, I was looping like drums loops and like a melody loop. And I wasn't really like at that time trying to put vocals to that stuff. I was just making beats and then I just kept making beats and yeah. Yeah, that's one thing I appreciated because I'm somebody, when it comes to creativity, I lack motivation. 
like I started out strong, like with this thing, with this podcast, like doing it every week. And then clearly it slowed down. Um, but like you, you have that natural motivation to, you know, what? I don't like rapping on other people's beats. It's such a formula because mm-hmm. like you said, at the time, everything, I remember the hustle hard beat. That's back when Ace Hood had hustle hard out. And I rapped on that. I recorded it at your crib. I kind of remember that. Yeah, and that got trashed online, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> that that got trashed online. Mm. Um, but, uh, like, that was the thing. And that's the one thing, you know, without going too deep into things that you're going to get into later, how you took on production. And then even it didn't stop at production because you're doing a little more than that on the mixing and mastering side, which I'm mm-hmm. sure you'll get into. But, like, you always took things and made it your own. That's Mm -hmm. why I respect your craft so much because that's the thing. I don't think people realize, and not just you, just artists in general who take on production and mixing and all that stuff. It takes work. Like, I checked out FL Studio, which was, like, the hot thing back back in the day was, like, uh, what was it called? Fruity Loops. And, like, I couldn't navigate my way through that for nothing. Mm-hmm. And, and I didn't even bother going deeper into it. I'm like, yeah, this, I don't think this is really the thing for me. But, like, just to put as much time as you were willing to do at that time to make your own, <clears throat> I really appreciate that about you as an artist. And then, you know, I'm going to get a little sentimental as you oh, personally, <laughs> as a friend, I appreciate that about you. Uh, so yeah, please go on. What does that mean? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> go on. like because you you take things on like on some mm. on, on on some real stuff. Let me just give you a let me just give you a quick story oh, about. Let, let um, me sit back for this about my friend just because just because I'm feeling this type of way. Back in 2011, <clears throat> we had a group of friends, and you know what you know what I'm gonna talk about. When I start talking about this, I don't, you know what I'm going to say? Let me tell the story a little bit more. You'll know what I'm talking about. Um, there was a group of people going on a Cedar point trip. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? That's all I had to say was Cedar point. There was a group of people going on a Cedar point trip. My man wanted me to go. My met my bro, two of my bros wanted me to go. I didn't have no ends at the time. None. Like, I wasn't getting no money. I was, like, 17-year-old high school student. Uh, no ends. Like, Samson had a job at the time. Well, <laughs> at the time. Did he, I? I'm pretty sure you had a job. Uh-huh. Um, And then my other bro, Dustin, was, was getting some bread. And my bros wanted to just have me on the trip and... I don't know if y'all felt bad for me <laughs> or what. Like I don't. I don't know yes. the. In, I don't know the intention behind it. Quentin but, didn't want to have fun. But it was some. But it was some real friend stuff. Both of them put up half the bread for me to go on this bus trip to Cedar Point, and I had a great time. Those are real friends. I'm just, and that's the type of person this bull is. You know what I'm saying? I might make fun of the bull a lot of times. <laughs> I might make fun of him, but it's all out of love. Like, and I make fun of him behind the scenes, but um. That's peak. Thanks. <laughs> but um <clears throat> But yeah, that's I'm the, trialing the word peak, by the way. Yeah, that that I didn't get it, but I was just uh, going to roll with it's it. It's a UK thing. Okay, yeah, he's bringing <laughs> this UK Drake thing. But um but that's the type of person he is. He's the Actually, that story had n- absolutely <laughs> <laughs> I ain't going to lie. That story yeah, had <laughs> 
that story had absolutely what nothing to do with you mm-hmm. producing. Mm-hmm. But you know, I was moved. You know, oh, okay. I, I was moved. So anyway, um, so anyway, uh, you started producing, and I remember, um, my you beats ma- were trash, just like my raps. But I remember you made you sending me a beat just because you were like sending me progress, and it was like a. It was just like a, a simple beat, but it was like, it was nice. I remember, I don't remember how it went, but I remember it was nice. It was pretty much a loop of something that you made and you looped it for about two minutes. Mm-hmm. But it was like, it was cool. Like you, it seemed like, and I wish I could remember how it went or how I can describe it. But uh, it's like you had an ear for the music. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that, if that stems from your family ties to music. Probably genetics. Uh, genetics yeah yeah like it was passed down to you or something like you just had an ear for it Mm -hmm. um but can you talk about the process it's cool um talk about the process of you in production now you talked about the raps and you took it more seriously and you got better over time but when it comes to production people can produce for years and still be garbage you feel what i'm saying like so Mm. you progressed with your sound and uh, you can also get, oh my gosh, what? My mind went blank. Uh, the silence before the fall. What is that album called? Onset. 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 You can see Samson's old work. I'm gonna plug it in there. It's on Apple Music. Is it on Spotify? Because I use Apple. Yeah, Music. it's on everything. So on all platforms, um, Onset, and that was from 2016. But you can hear his production. Uh, and his rapping capability on there. But talk about the journey in production and how you got an ear for certain sounds, where your style kind of comes from, how you experiment with sounds, so on and so forth. Basically, the journey from there to where you're at now. Mm. Okay. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I guess, like, my personality? I don't know. Most of it just comes from what I feel. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it any other way than that. And also, I'm the kind of person who I never feel anything I do is good enough. So I guess that helps when you're making music because you make stuff and it's like, okay, I can do better. So you just keep, you know, trying to do better. Um, yeah, I don't know. Can you repeat the question? <laughs> Just your journey, um, how you progressed, or how do you progressed. feel you you've progressed? Maybe a better question is, how do you feel you've progressed from the time you started to where you're at now? Um, a lot. I mean, it's pretty much like night and day. Um, I think a lot of it too has to do with just the way I think about music or the music that I make, um, and also listening to. The thing about like when you want to make something, you want to make something for yourself, but at the same time, you can't help but um, be affected by what people think about it. So to a certain extent, you have to take that in consideration for the critiques or whatever, so that you can make the stuff that you do sound more appealing to other people. But at the same time, you have to make it for yourself. You can't make it for other people. But there's certain things that you have to kind of identify and work on. So I was always open to listening to what other people had to say or the critiques. Um, 
Um, my dad was good for that. You know, letting him hear anytime when I was first starting out making beats, I would let him hear almost everything that I made after I made it. And he was a big help too. And like getting me, cause he has like a lot of, he knows a lot about like the equipment and the hardware and the setting up and everything. So really that was a big part. I wouldn't be able to know how to record or make music period if he didn't, you know, plug me into all that stuff. So that was a part of the progress and um he gave me good feedback too in ways where it wasn't like restrictive cuz he's not really into the genre my music stems from completely but he understands the expression that comes from it so um that's cool to have that freedom to like you know have somebody who has an open mind to stuff and bounce that stuff off um and then there's the outside people who um aren't as tactful which <laughs> is great and i i love that so much i actually hate when people like my music too much because it's like I have no reason to do I have no motivation to change you know what I mean so like some of the best some of the most progress that I make when trying to make music is when somebody gives me like a harsh critique or completely disses me you know whether <laughs> it's in like real life or like when they hear the music or whatever and um so that stuff is great i love that kind of stuff i write when it comes to like rapping when i'm uh when i'm faced with like opposition from somebody or like i write my best raps but um yeah as i think i'm going off on a tangent now um but the the whole music like the progression of the music so i have a, a like i said when i was listening to kid cuddy it gave me an ear for the kind of music that I like. And also like, you know, growing up, you can't help, but the music that you're exposed to when you're growing up, it'll influence you. And so like the stuff that I was listening to, my dad was big into trip hop. So that stuff plays a big part in the music that I make electronic, electronica, um, like some of the old school, like soul. There's not much like, like pure soul music in my music, but, it still plays a part. Um, old school R&B, you know, that stuff that you just, you grow up on any kid in the household, their parents are playing that kind of music, you know? Um, so that played a part in it. Um, yeah, I feel like I'm rambling cause I really don't know where I'm going with this. I love, I love when people ramble. Um, <laughs> free thoughts. What else? So, I mean, like there's so many things that play a part. And it, um, so yeah, when I first started making like stuff, anybody who I think makes music, they start off trying to sound like whoever they like. Um, and then they eventually find their own way to their own sound. Mm. Sorry, I got a lot of gas. I burp a lot. <laughs> That's okay. You have uh, something we call esophageal reflux yeah. in the, uh, in the medical world. Thank something you, called omeprazole. Oh, so, hey, hey, I'm just. Doing, I didn't take my omeprazole today. Um, so. I don't really have anything here that'll help because neither of us, yeah. <laughs> me or Kayla, well, has. Well, it would take too long for it to, 
kicking in. Anyways, and none of that matters. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah. So I, I had a, like a, a sound that I wanted. I never really felt like. Uh, maybe you can jump in on this. I never really felt like when I started off, I sounded like anybody. Like I, like there was heavy influences, but I never felt like I would rap like a certain person, or like have like a certain style that they had. I don't know. I think of all things, I can agree with that to an extent because you you have your own style. I think of all things, if you were to hear any influence, any influence, it would be Kid Cudi. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. I'll give you that. Like of all things, you can you can pick out like like the one of my favorite songs from you was The Silence Before the Fall, which I mentioned before. Um Which you're featured on, by the way. I don't even I don't know know background what you're t- vocals. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking he, he about. He did his own oh. cutting impression. Oh, I know what you're talking <laughs> about. So apparently, by the way, um on onset, apparently I'm featured on that album. I didn't know and I actually I forgot until now. Yeah. yeah, you told me before. I forgot until now cuz that was you know, 4 years ago. Mm-hmm. But um <clears throat> like your second verse I felt it was a Kid Cudi flow, but it sounded good. That was the thing. Don't try to diss Kid Cudi on my podcast. What are you talking? <laughs> <laughs> you hear? We're not going to have that here. <laughs> you, you heard him? Uh, all right. Me and him has have had discussions about Kid Cudi before. How I don't think he's a great rapper. Um. So I think you know that if that sounded random, how he said, "Don't try to diss Kid Cudi on my podcast," when it's actually my podcast. <laughs> this is called the. <laughs> this is the crowded places. Go ahead, this continue. The, cool- the crowded places <laughs> This is the Cool Hand Podcast. Thanks for joining me on my show. By the way, this is uh the Cool Hand Podcast. By the way, not the Crowded Places Podcast. If this was a song, it would be featuring. <laughs> well, anyways, get back to the topic at hand. I'm sorry. I'm being unprofessional. <laughs> But anyway, yeah, of all things, I would say um, you can get a little bit of Kid Cudi influences. Since I don't listen to all the same music you listen to, I couldn't tell you if from certain songs you sound like this person or that person or were influenced right. by this person or that person yeah. on production, on the flow. on the Usually, like, influence for me, like, if I'm trying to emulate an artist, it's usually, like, a feeling that the song gives me. I don't really try to sound like... It's really hard for me to try to sound like somebody else's um, sound, um, which is, I guess, yeah, I forget what, what was I trying to say? You ended- When I started off, I, most people, like, they emulate, like, I had my inspirations or whatever, but I never felt like I sounded like the people that I wanted to sound like, which was kind of irritating because I think Kid Cudi has, like, a great, like, way of approaching music oh, does and his he? sound like his voice is great so it was like man i wish i could sound this good like trying to record a chorus or something like that or whatever um but yeah i don't know where i'm going with this no that's fine that's um you gave us your history and that's pretty much all that kind of yeah 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 kind of it's kind of it's kind of hazy so i don't really know it, because there was a lot of like that was There's like a lot of things that had played a part yeah there was like 2009 ish 2010 ish Mm -hmm. when you started making music like it's 2020 so you know it's a whole 10 years just to give people who are listening who may not know your musical background even i learned some stuff like i didn't know you making music stemmed from you making animation Mm -hmm. i didn't know that at all i just remember you started i can get into that a little bit better so the thing about the difference between why i stuck with music and i 
figured this out and not stuck with animation to make a movie is such a difficult thing with one person and for me like i try to do everything that's the bad thing about like like you said like it's um like you gave praise to the fact that i tried to do like the mixing and the making the beats and everything that's the bad thing about it is you try to do too much and you rely too much on yourself and then it weighs you down a lot so like when making trying to make a movie or something it's pretty much it's possible but it's pretty much impossible for one person to do when they also have a life and they have to work and you know all this other stuff so i realized like i wrote a script i had a script for a whole movie an hour and a half two hour movie i did the storyboards and everything and once i finished the storyboards i realized it's impossible for me to do a two hour movie because i have to draw every frame not only that i have to write the music and i have to do the effects and blah 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 you know all that stuff is way too much <clears throat> so the thing i was looking for was the satisfaction of having something completed so when i got into music it was a lot more appealing to me because i could have something done in a quicker amount of time and see the results of my hard work so that's why i stuck with it because i was seeing results faster and i was seeing the end product a lot quicker so it was a lot more satisfying for me creatively that I could make something, put in the time, and it was reasonable for me to do it all on my own in a, in a opposition to like trying to animate an entire movie. So, No, that's real understandable. We've been waiting on his movie. <clears throat> and I might get back to animation. We've been waiting on that movie for, uh, for a long time. If I come upon some free time. XLT. Like, yeah, I, like I have scripts that I've written written i wrote a short film that my dad did music for that i never got to finish and like it, it's been such a long time like the the those skills are kind of i don't know if i can use then the software is outdated that i used i don't know if i can get back to it but i you know who knows imagine if you use that software like you said it's outdated but like the format you were making your music, you were making like your animation, that would probably be like some vintage award winning movie. I'm not saying that to gas you up, but you know how everything that's old, like the whole, like mm -hmm. this era is on a vintage wave. Like you see something that reminds them of the early 2000s or 1990s and like, you know, everybody is drawn to it. Yeah. That's a thought. I'm really like um, happy with what I wrote for that movie. And I think even to this day, nobody's really made something like it. it's a superhero movie, obviously like that's the thing now, but like the style of it and you know, the core of it is still, nobody's really made something like that to this day. You know, I would love to like just sell the script to somebody and they make it, but that's not realistic. But I just think it, I'm still really like proud of the idea behind it. I had like wrote like a TV series for it. Like I have like a notebook with like, like a first season. I had the whole first season written and I had the, the beginning of the second movie written, like it was going to be a trilogy. And like, I had the whole story plotted out, had the first story written out. This is a true creative. Like this is an exclusive. I don't have any like effects, but I'm going <laughs> to dang <laughs> son. Where'd you find this? Cook a cook a cool hand. Luke exclusive. Cool hand podcast exclusive. 
all right those are my sound effects but like this is some yeah. real exclusive stuff like and i'm and i'm on i'm I, I, i'm gonna be completely honest right now you being my homeboy outside of this aside and this is no gas i'm not gassing you up this is a real creative and 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 I'm gonna speak my piece a little bit because I'm really here to listen. <laughs> Dang, son, where'd you find this? Listen, this dude was writing scripts, TV series, and all sorts of stuff, and then he started making music and took it on and took it on as his own. He took the bull by the horns. You know what I'm saying? This is the thing. Not everyone's like that, and that's why I appreciate. You, you the type of person you are so much you know what i'm saying because like i said i'm the total opposite i was st- like i used to actually be decent at drawing back when i was a child and i thought i was mm. going to go on to like be some type of an artist or something like that but no like that's not something like i don't do that type of stuff mm. you know what i mean and i'm the like i said i'm the complete opposite you're not going to catch me writing no script i remember i started writing scripts in high school and it fizzled out. All my stuff fizzles out. I'm not well, like mine a cre- did too. But but this is the thing. I'm not a creative like that. You know what I mean? You mm. are a true creative. I might have creative thoughts. I don't act on that stuff. You act on your creativity that you're thinking about. Like I said, you have a whole script. Somebody like me won't get past one page at one day at the library writing a script. You have whole scripts. You wrote an hour and a half to two hour movie, and. And you started rapping, you started writing music, you started making your own production because you weren't satisfied rapping on other people's work. This mm-hmm. speaks volumes to the type of creative that you are. In a sense, in, uh, even outside of this, like an entrepreneur, wasn't you selling candy in school? <laughs> like, you I've know what I mean? Selling stuff my whole life. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you've been doing your own thing your whole life. Yeah. I, I got to respect it. I give props where props is due. I'm going to roast you when I get a chance. Mm. <laughs> I'm going to roast you when I get a chance. I'm going <laughs> to roast you back. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Like, I'm going to make a joke, like, when I when I get a chance. But the thing is, I, like, I give props and I and I give credit. So, mm. shout out the crowd of places. Appreciate it. That's peak. <laughs> all right I, I saw mean girls before and it's like stop saying fetch it's never gonna catch on stop saying peak. all right so anyway i, I had to speak i was moved oh, you know what well, i'm saying i was thanks. moved. sips drink mm-hmm. so anyway so we still got into your past we got into, you know, a little bit of what you did and your progression from there, mm-hmm. from that time to where we are, to where we are today. Um, So you are dropping something soon. We don't have a date yet, right? Yes. But um, can you talk to us about what you're working on now? Um, It's just four songs. So like the, the thing I did last, the I Wish You Well was... Um, you know, just a couple songs of other people's music, me trying to practice. So now this thing that I'm going to put out eventually will be like four songs um, just to kind of give like an introduction on what I can do, the music that I make. It's not really like, um, it's closer to my sound than the stuff that, I put out before, but it's still, 
very accessible to other people. It's not like me fully into my my thing, but it's just just type of music that I like, and I just made it. That's that. <laughs> Do we expect original production from this? Yeah, I I made every beat um, except one. That T plus made the introduction song. He made that beat. Shout out to that T plus. Um, every other beat is mine. Um, Cool Hand is on it. Oh, that's right. I am. We'll talk um, about that too. That yeah. T plus is on it. They both are featured on it. Um, yeah, it's just a cool collection of songs just to get people or whoever cares. Most people don't care, but whoever cares. Just give them an idea, you know, kind of music I make. It's like a teaser for my album. Your album's name is? I don't have a name for it yet. Or not ready for that yet. No. Okay, well, I tried to fish for it. Y'all saw me try. Y'all heard me try. So, um, so, all right. We'll, we'll talk about uh, something that you did different, too. Something you kind of branched outside of your... I wouldn't say your own element uh, for one of the songs, right? You got some extra help. Oh, yeah. We can save that for. I don't know if we should talk about that, because what if it doesn't happen? Well, we can talk about the process that you the Wait, the thought talk- process, the thought oh. process that you had um, in making one of the songs. Right, something that you kind of branched out, and I don't know if it's considered stepping out of your comfort zone, or just doing something different that can kind of give a prelude to something you might do in the future. I guess. I mean, I didn't know we were going to talk about this. <laughs> this is supposed <laughs> to be a surprise. <laughs> oh, you know what? I mean, nobody really cares. So, well, I plan on dropping this After? when you drop. Oh, the project. I don't plan on dropping this. Oh, so honestly, okay, so, so actually, actually, this is so a good I thing. Talk about the pro. You, you really can, but this is the thing. Don't keep me waiting <laughs> to drop this. Like I'm not trying to sit <laughs> on this. Po- like I'm dead serious. <laughs> I'm not trying to sit on this podcast. I've been wanting to enter. He knows that I've been wanting to interview him about his music and talk about like his creativity and things like that. Don't let me sit on this. What's today? It is March the 13th. Like people like this, there's a whole coronavirus scare going on. By the time this comes out, I might have the coronavirus. Honestly, you know what I mean. So hey, we, Corona, get at me. So, so look, look, listen to the book. I'm like, ready. I want to, it. What's wrong with the book? But th- this is the thing: we don't want to keep people waiting too long. They're depressed right now. They want to hear a crowded places interview. Nobody cares about crowded places. A lot of people care. I just I saw so. somebody walking down the street. They said, <laughs> when's that? He said, "When's that crowd? That CP interview yeah. coming out?" So uh, people care. Mm. well Um, okay here's the thing like the music's done all the songs are done they're all mixed and mastered um as quentin alluded to i hired a string player a cello player to record um cello over the song that tevin produced um which is the intro intro song to the ep um, I've always wanted strings. Again, this is the Cuddy influence because his music, he had orchestra on his music. Kanye did it to a lot of hip hop, um, rap people got that influence from those kind of artists because they would incorporate 
things that weren't common in that kind of music. Um, and that's always one of the things that appealed to me was, you know, that big sound. And then coming from liking movies and learning about film and stuff like that, I love orchestral music. That's probably my favorite type of music ever, period. But I don't listen to it, if that makes sense. Like, it's my favorite kind of music, but I can't. It's not the kind of music I can listen to all the all the time. So I always wanted to have that. I actually had the idea one time to do just a rap album with just orchestral music. No, like nothing else, just orchestral music. And Nas kind of did it on his Life is Good um, album. He had one song where it was mostly orchestral. I'm like, man, he stole my idea. But I would never do it because it's way too expensive. Nas also made a song called No Ideas Original. Mm. That's true. But um, anyways, it's always something I wanted to do, and I wanted to save it for when I make an album. It would be a big part of the albums that I make. Because, again, incorporating um, what I used to be really into, the whole like film and movie thing, I try to put that in my music. So that influence is still there, you know, having a story, uh, you know, having characters or whatever, or, you know, a theme. And that comes with like the orchestral music. So that kind of just keeps me in that same circle of the stuff that I've always been into. So, um, yeah, I was trying to save it for like when I make a full album. But um, I found this website where I can hire a person to record stuff. And it was pretty affordable. So I just did. I'll just test it out on this song. I think it would be a good fit for this song. So I'm in the process of that. I just got the the uh, files for that today and I have to mix it. And that's what's probably going to hold this back because this is something new for me. And these are real instruments. So I'm not too familiar with mixing real instruments with the production. And again, this is a beat that I didn't make which makes it even harder. So I got to make everything sound like it's one and that's a pain in the butt. So like I said, all the music's done. If I can just get this right, then it'll be ready to put out. And I got the artwork getting worked on now. So those are the only things that are holding it back. And then it'll be put out, but yeah. Who's making the artwork? Uh, my cousin, Victoria. She's making the artwork and she did a bang up job. The pictures that she drew are peak. <laughs> so what can shout out to. Um, and she also like her, her idea for what she came up. With. So she asked me to um, her process was she wanted to hear the something from the th- from the thing and my whole thing is I don't like people hearing my music until it's ready this is a fact I hate people hearing my, because this is all like PTSD from like putting music out that wasn't done and then people tearing it to shreds and then me listening to it afterwards and being like oh I should have did this I should have did that but as I'm getting older I'm realizing that you're always going to feel like you could do something better with you know this kind of stuff so just letting stuff go but I don't like people hearing my stuff until it's finished or until it's like at a point where I like it. And so I was like, mm, I don't really want to send her the music or the whole thing. And I also like people to be surprised. That's one of the, the things 
that I like. I don't think people expect some of the stuff that I do with my music or maybe like people who know my music, I can make a certain type of thing. And then I want to put out something that'll make them think, Oh wow. I wasn't expecting you to do, to do something like that. So that's why I don't like letting people hear my stuff before it's ready to be out. But anyways, so I was like, all right, I'll send you a song if it helps. So I sent her the first song and um, she came up with this cool idea just from hearing the song. She was visualizing things, um, which is like a huge compliment for somebody who makes music. If somebody can like actually be taken somewhere and uh, the concept she came up with is hard. It's hard. All right. I'm going to push my limits, but um no what can we expect <laughs> what can we expect from the artwork you'll see it because your cousin it. can draw like yeah. some real good stuff i yeah. don't even want to get into what what type her style of drawing but mm-hmm. like i was really impressed like her we can't throw her instagram out there because it's not like an art instagram mm-hmm. um maybe suggest well, like i'm not close with your cousin so yeah. <laughs> you suggest having like an art instagram or something i'll add her of course once i put it out but yeah. like the like the artwork is like like when she started posting her personal um, artwork on her Instagram, I'm like, man, she's like really good. Like I didn't know, I didn't know she was artistic in mm-hmm. the first place, but that's like, that uh, third child thing. The third child. Oh, she's, the, she's the third child. I'm a third child. We're creative. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm actually looking forward to the project as a whole. Do we even have a name yet? Yes. You're not, I can tell by the look. I on can't your face. tell you, you the name wanna... because it, I don't think well, it's this, related to you personally, but I don't think you'll catch on to what it means. This is going to be like a diss title. No. <laughs> <laughs> but that's part of like what I was saying where I like people to be surprised by what I, I don't think you actually heard the song. I've played you the, um, the older version of the song that day we were coming back from some, some concert. This recent where I was playing you like my whole album. Remember, you asked me to play you the album. I remember this, but I don't even and remember what it was. It was one of the songs on there, and I took it off the album and I put it on this, and I changed the beat. But that song, I took a uh, something and put it on there. And whatever I took from that made me think of the title for this EP. So that's what it is. So when you you'll hear it and you'll hear it and you'll get it. So this is going to be a surprise for even myself. So yep. I'm looking forward to it. And uh, one of the songs, though, let's talk about the song that I'm on. And we're only going to talk about this not to be, you know, focus on myself because I don't like that. I like selfish. <laughs> <laughs> because, like, honestly, like I read comments on other people's interviews, like like famous podcasts and stuff like like I hate when you, like people start referring to themselves mm-hmm. like, you know, like this isn't about me. This That's is about a bad you. trait to have in real life, too. Yeah, don't be just, an I'm person. I'm just teaching people right now. Like, if you if you want to make friends or have relationships, don't revert everything to yourself and how you relate to it. This is let all. the person talk. Exactly. Like I was like honestly, I'm thinking of, just because I know you, mm-hmm. I'm thinking of so much stuff like experience. I'm like, well, shut up, let him talk because this is yeah. For- well, I hate talking, so you can no, talk no, no. All no you want. But this is the thing. I like when I have guests that they talk. Like, I, I like when they talk. But anyway. I want to refer to this because I got to see, and this is the thing I can, I'm going to tell some stories about this dude's work process because, because I've seen it. Um, 
because I've seen it live. And I let me just, you know, he, he's going to let me talk for a second. But um, we made a song. I'm going to tell the story and then I'm going to let him uh, talk about it just from my perspective. And then we'll get his perspective. <sighs> so uh, he came over to my crib uh, one time and uh, we were supposed to do an interview. But the episode that never came out, uh, we talked about uh, making a song beforehand. So he comes over and I don't know if this is a weekend or I had a day off of work. I don't know. I, I can't remember. This was actually this was January 1st. And uh, he came over and he made a beat from scratch. I was sitting there and like I said, like I'm not into the rapping thing that much anymore. Like, you know, I'm an undefeated battle rapper. Of course, I'm about 53 and 0 at this point. Um, I don't, I don't killed so many people that I don't even remember. It's in its fifties at this point, but, and, and Samson is one of them that I, that I 30 and, uh, and 30 means, uh, you beat them all three rounds. (laughs) My wife's laughing in the background too. I don't know if if you can hear that, (laughs) but, uh, he got 30 by me. And uh, if you ask him, it's a different story, but he's going to let me talk. But uh, he came over and made the beat from scratch. And I'm sitting there watching him work. And, like, he made this fire beat from scratch. And uh, and that's just from my perspective. Like, you know, he might think it was okay from his perspective. But just from my perspective, I'm sitting in this little, like, lab, in this little, you know, working chair. And sitting there watching him make the beat. And then uh, he wanted me to... Uh, you know, kind of rap on the spot. And I'm like, I don't really work that way. Like I, (laughs) like I have to write my stuff down and let, and let alone, like, I don't even make music anymore. Like I don't even care to rap on beat anymore. Like that's rap on beat. (laughs) Yeah. Like, because, because I'm an undefeated battle rapper. Oh yeah. You don't even know how to use a beat. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm done with that. I just 30 people in real life, just like you. So (laughs) we ain't got to talk about that. (laughs) I watched you. No, no, you got 30. But um, we we could we could do it again. By the way, we could do it recorded too. Okay, just so people can see me Off wash. The top? <laughs> oh, now we laugh, huh? <laughs> Will you let me finish? I got a Rolodex in my brain. <laughs> Will you let me finish my story, mm-hmm. please? So um, a Pokédex in my brain. Can you let me finish my story, please? Yes. Because because I'm giving my side, and we're we're gonna get to your side. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I watched them. I watched them make this this crazy beat. And uh, we both recorded our vocals. Now, granted, I wrote, uh, I wrote like the first few bars of my verse, but everything else was just pretty much listening to the beat and not freestyling, but listening to the beat and recording vocals on just on top of the beat. But I wouldn't call it freestyling, honestly. Like you can, but you can't. Yeah, if that makes sense. So uh, we did that. I laid my vocals down. Um, he laid vocals down like he's like asking, like, you know, for ideas for like the hook and stuff. I'm like, I don't know. So he kind of comes up with the hook. And I'm like, you know, I don't make hooks like, you know, even when I was like making music, I'm like, I was just rapping like, you know, I was just rapping because mm-hmm. I like to rap. But uh, he comes up, he comes up with a hook and then he's like, OK, he passes 
He's like, you know, and we recorded on my mics. Now I have a $30 mic and I have a $50 mic. These aren't state of the art um, microphones. They're good mics for the price, but these aren't like super fancy microphones. But you'll hear how good he made this this song, our voices sound on on my mics when this drops. But, uh, you know, he, you know, he wants me back on the mic to like just add some, I don't know, ad libs, vocals, whatever. And you'll hear the outcome like I end up like saying, you know, singing some absurdities that end up being inserted in the song. But it ended up like the song ended up sounding so good. But the another thing is about that is I saw his thought process and his work process, not as if I haven't seen it before, but just not in this way. Exactly. Not mm. in the, the working way, because we've we've made music in the past. <clears throat> And also we've uh, failed at making music a lot. Like there's been plenty of sessions that me and him have been, you know, trying to record music and nothing ever came of it. We just ended up because of him. (laughs) Wow. You're just going to shift the blame to me. Yes, because I loved every part that I did. No, like you hated your stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I never like the stuff that I come up with. But um, this is the first time I actually like the my verse like i've been this is whack it's gonna be like reverse of what happened back in like 2011 (laughs) but um we ended up making like a really good song in my opinion like i don't don't know what the title is going to be at this point but the the song is fine lost in that okay that's the because quentin chose that title yeah i'm like i lost in but um what was your inspiration behind that title honestly i was just picking why are you asking the questions when this is my podcast like because you <laughs> you uh determined what that song was going to be based off the title so i was honestly just trying to pick words from one of the verses but the one but the thing is the- nobody said that oh. <laughs> that's the thing i'm like he didn't say that because i took it from one of your verses you didn't say lost in and i can't think of your actual lyrics but i'm like he did not say lost in but i'm like oh oh, oh well but um, where we're going with it? Yep, that's the title of the song. So lost in, I'm clearly on it. You'll know my voice, and I'm in the credits. But um, we ended Are up. You? <laughs> oh well, maybe I'm not. Maybe you'll do like a J Electronica thing. But uh, the song was originally supposed to come out in a few days. Now we recorded it January first, and I say the words 2020 vision. That's the beginning of my verse, and I said that for a reason. Scratch that. <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, exactly that's what i say like i say 2020 vision because i'm like i don't know what to say i'm like i'm writing all this stuff on the spot so it was recorded january 1st his idea was to to release it in like a week or something like that or just in a couple days Mm. and of course that didn't happen because we recorded a podcast explaining (laughs) the process of the song and it never came out. That's why this that podcast was scrapped. Now, and he kept redoing it. He wanted to mix it, master it. He wanted to uh, tweak vocals. He wanted to add some extra stuff. But this is how much a of a perfectionist he is. Because I'm like, bro, like he sent me, I want to say about seven, I'm just guessing seven, six to eight versions of the song. Mm-hmm. He sent me six to eight versions of this one song, 
where different things are tweaked and he and certain things that I probably couldn't pick up because of like, you know, his mixing of it. But this is how much of a perfectionist crowded places is. Um, so that's my side of the story. Um, <laughs> uh, can we get into your thought process of making that one song, which is entitled Lost In? Cool hand exclusive. Dang, son. Where'd you find this? Boo. <laughs> <laughs> don't boo my, my ad libs. Um, yeah, so I was just like, hey, let's make a song. I don't know. Um, from the spot, you know. Uh, th- it's like a, a lot of people use this like way of making music where you just kind of, you have a, uh, music, you have the music, like the beat or whatever, and you just kind of put a microphone in front of yourself and you just record whatever you feel, which could be like freestyling, free thought, whatever. And I've been doing that for like a while. Some songs I'll actually write down beforehand. Some songs I'll just do that and you just say words or just mumble stuff. Uh, the whole point of that was the whole point of it is just to, um, make something that sounds good and sounds natural. Um, which is why I did it. And, uh, the reason why I wanted Quentin to be a part of it is because he overthinks stuff too much and I overthink stuff as well. But like, for him, he overthinks up to the point where he doesn't get past that. <laughs> this is fact. This is fact. This is fact. So I'm like, okay, if I can get him on board with this, then we can actually get a song where he might be okay with it. Because initial, well, your your first initial feeling or reaction, your first instinct to like music, if you're trying to record your voice, will usually be the best. Even if it's not that great, it'll be the best idea that you have because it'll be natural and it'll be based off your first feeling on it. So I was trying to get him to understand that he wasn't, he was like fighting me the whole time. Wow. No, I'm I like, really yes, wasn't. Yes, you were. Cool. I'll let You're you like, I, got, I got my notepad. I'll just write it down. <laughs> I'll let you spread this narrative. <laughs> and I'm like, just record over the beat. Stop thinking so much. He's all like, you know. This is true. This is true. I and I'm like, all right, to. whatever. So I did my stuff. I have my stuff done. So like the whole um, idea behind it is you just record whatever you feel, freestyle it. And if you like the way it sounds, just based off the idea, then you fill in the words based off what you said. So that's what I did. He did it partially for like half his verse. The first half he like kind of wrote, I think. If I remember correctly, he wrote it. For the most part. Um, But it was just like, it's supposed to be like a quick, fun thing. You know, we were just hanging out. I was supposed to do his podcast, and I'm like, "Hey, let's make a song real quick and try out this this method that I use occasionally." Um, you know, and not think too much about it, and just make something fun. And the song actually turned out, like you said, it turned out pretty good, which is part of the reason why I took my time on it because I'm like, "Okay, this is actually a good song, so I should put a little more effort into it to make it sound right." Um, but then the the other problem with that is like, I overthink stuff. And then it was also at the point where I was really trying to be, um, proficient in mixing music. And, um, so I was learning a lot. Like I was watching a lot of YouTube videos. So I was like hearing all these different techniques and I'm like, Oh, let me try that. Maybe that'll make the song sound better. And the challenge was because the mics weren't like high quality. I had to do a lot of work to make the vocals sound better. 
And so I'm like, I'm doing all this stuff and I'm doing all this research and uh, I'm watching all these tutorials on YouTube on how to make songs mix better. And, and I'm like, oh, let me try that. And then somebody would use like this plugin. And for people who don't know, like a plugin is like a, an effect that you put on a an audio, audio recording software, which, you know, can do different things to it. Um, so I'm like, oh, this person's using this effect. Let me use that effect too and see how I can make this sound better. And then I'm doing all this stuff and then I'm listening to it back in my car. Like you got to test stuff in your car or you got to test it. And then I live with people in my house. So I can't like just blast my music and test it that way. So like I'm testing it on different stuff and I'm like, oh, I don't like the way that sounds. And then, you know, I'm using this thing that somebody else recommended or that I saw on YouTube and it's like messing up the song. And I'm like, why isn't this working? And I'm doing all this stuff. And then that's where the different versions come into play where it's like, I have these different versions of the song because I'm doing all this stuff and I'm not following the whole point of me making this song and having Quentin involved was to just do what you feel and follow your instincts. And I was doing the opposite in the whole like production and mixing phase of the song. Hmm. And I was getting in my head way too much. So I was like, you know, I'm doing the complete opposite of what I was trying to show. And so I'm making all these different mixes of the song and the first mix I was like, like mix like seven or six. I don't know. And the first mix was way better than all the other ones. And that was because I did that first mix based off my instincts and what I already knew instead of just listening to what other people were saying and, you know, trying to do stuff the way that they did it. Cause these people like have good sounding songs. So when I got to that point, I'm like, all right, I need to chill. And then at that point I was watching tutorials that were saying, you need to just trust your instincts. So I was watching all this technical stuff at first. And then I got to the point where I'm watching this stuff where it's like, just follow your instincts and trust your ear, which is what I wasn't doing. And I'm like, all right. And then I ended up going all the way back to that first one. Fortunately, the program that I have, it saves like every day, like backups of it. So I was able to go back to that original version of it. And it, the version that sounded way better. And I got back to that and I just tweaked it based off, how I felt about it and it sounds good. It sounds better now. It's Honestly, song, it sounds better it? than the first version because I'm just doing it based off my ear and not off the technical stuff or what plugins I'm using. And that's really like the key to it all is just doing stuff based off how it feels to you. <clears throat> and usually, you know, if it gives you a good feeling, if you have a good ear, it will translate to other people and I would send it to him and, the the weaker mixes which i thought man i was like really doing something you know i was learning all these new techniques <laughs> and he sent it it would i don't know what you were like saying stuff like oh it doesn't sound as good as the other one or whatever i'm like what am i doing wrong yeah but this is the thing i don't know i feel like i am necessary because i am i am not an audio head i'm not a audio technical head you're an audience yeah pretty that exactly like i'm the audience like I don't listen to like I don't own a bunch of like the the headphones that I use for this podcast, which I caught I copped on sale from um, Guitar Center. Like I copped them on sale around like you know the holiday time where everything's on sale. Like I don't use a bunch of high quality headphones. Mm-hmm. I use like wireless headphones from a uh, from Marshalls on clearance, and I got AirPods that were gifted to me. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, like Apple products aren't made to be the most high quality mm-hmm. stuff. So for I'm like you you think about from a technical standpoint the average listener 
because not everybody is going to have like studio headphones mm-hmm. to listen to people's music. And although I now I'm a, I am aware of the fact that you can hear little facets of the song, little tweaks of the song, little uh, add ons to the song that make the song a little more unique with studio headphones. But not everybody's going to listen to it that way. A lot of people who are going to like end up listening to your album is going to get it or your EP is going to get it on Spotify, Apple Music and listen to it through there. Um, iPhone headphones, or mm. let's just be real. A lot of people buy headphones from garbage. Yeah, you, you like like yeah. Walgreens, CVS. Yeah, but that's one of the things you learn like about mixing is you have to take that stuff into consideration. Like people just pull their phone up and play the song straight from that. Yeah, and for me, like as somebody who like makes music, that makes me cringe. Like people. Like, don't even play my stuff if you're gonna <laughs> if you're gonna play it off of the speakers of your phone. But you have to play that and put that into consideration because people aren't always plugging in their headphones, or you know, people play something from their laptop. It has to sound good from that because that'll be what get people are into it. But for me, it's like I care so much about like the way things sound and the way things are placed in a song. I can't, I won't listen to a song just from playing it off my phone. Because it's like I want to hear the effort that the person put into it, so that's part of like the the stress for it for me is like putting all that stuff into consideration. But for what you were saying, you know, you don't have like the best equipment. But this whole process is what what I learned from making this song. This song was actually like a pretty good like turning point. This is probably like another turning point in me making music, which just realizing like it doesn't matter what you have, it's how you use it. So like we use these cheap microphones and shout out to my mics, yo. <laughs> and I was able to manipulate it in a way where it sounds like comparable to somebody else, like a professional thing. And you know, if you're if you are a professional, you'll probably notice the difference, but the average person won't. Facts. So that's the whole like lesson I learned from it. It was like, you know, just use what you have and make the most of it. And just trust your ear and your instincts. If you have a good instinct or a good ear for something, it'll generally translate. And you can't take... It's good to have, like, uh, influences, other influences or other, like, inspirations or, you know, things that'll teach you to be better. But at the end of the day, you have to decide what you like. And all that other stuff will just mess you up like it did for me like i spent way too much song working way too much time working on this song like even my dad was like you're still working on that same song it's like i was working on it way too long even to this day like there's still stuff that i could i want to fix or change on it i know but I'm sure i'm just leaving it alone now because it's like it's good enough the song is yeah the song is really fine like the song was fine 16 versions ago it was but you're such a perfectionist and overanalyze your work so much and that's the thing for y'all perfectionists out there and i'm hmm, i'm not gonna say i'm a perfectionist but um but anyway this isn't about me see see how i'm gonna divert this from myself i'm being selfish this is uh, the cool hand podcast but still like that's the thing like you, you don't talk about yourself when you have a guest like too much i'm not a guest you are a guest i'm a resident you are a guest resident but, uh, co-host you are a guest today um, you, remember that 
But uh, stop it! Wow, he's so narcissistic. Um, see, you made me forget my train of thought. I'm about to kick you off. (laughs) Ego. I'm about to kick you off. (laughs) No, because you made me lose my train of thought now. But anyway, but yeah, like uh, you got into your own head, and that's the thing. Like you see how much people uh put into their work and you know as a content creator let me ask you this question because uh and we can end it honestly after this and whatever you talk about because at this point i don't really have anything off the top of my head to talk about i thought you were gonna delve into my lyrics oh delve into your lyrics. we can really <laughs> get into it. i don't know i didn't know how much you were gonna get into because i want to talk about that last song Eek. on your mix yeah yeah that's what i'm talking Eek. about yeah, so um, are you going to talk about that? I'll talk about whatever. This is your show. All right, now you want to respect my show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, this is my show. Uh, of course, okay. Today. But anyway, I want to talk about views. And after this, you can talk about views. whatever you want. Um, Listens slash views. Oh. Because this is the thing. You know, you broke down pretty much how you overthink how much research you put into your music. And all the time you spend on it. And I can vouch for you. Out of all those versions of the song that he sent to me, he works on he came here late because he was working on music. Oh. Like you put in a lot of and the point is that I'm trying to stress is that you work on your music a lot and you put a lot of time, effort, and money into it. You don't make any money off your music. No. Like you you put money into your music because it makes you happy. You're not doing it for mm. money. It keeps me alive. That's why I do it. Well, that's deep, isn't it? <laughs> 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 but um, so when it comes to listens, how do you feel as a content creator? Good question. As a content, no, this, this is, is some, the Cool Hand Podcast. This is some real stuff because I feel like some of my episodes, I'm like, I wish more people listen to this because mm-hmm. I'm giving y'all me some of the stuff I'm giving y'all, like really me from my heart. Mm-hmm. You put everything into your music i know that i know that because i've witnessed it i've been around you long enough to know how seriously you take it when it comes to listens and things like that how do you feel about um the reception and the quantity the amount of people that you that get to listen to your hard work Mm, good question i think this is uh the struggle with anybody who makes something excuse me I think um, most people, they want to make something that's unique to them. And I think uh, everybody has like the attitude. If you're really into the stuff you do, you have the attitude like, I don't care what people think. I'm doing this for me. This is what I want. But at the end of the day, we're all humans. So it's like we care what people think about the stuff that we do. And we want people to like what we do no matter what, no matter how much you try to avoid that or you try to be like so weird where people don't like the stuff that you do, you want people to accept the stuff that you make and the stuff that you put a lot of work into. So it's a tricky thing with like wanting a good bit of people to consume the stuff that you do. Um, For me, I never want to make something Well, I have, there's periods where it's like, I never want to make anything where it's like everybody likes it because then I feel like I'm doing something wrong because it's like, 
you can't progress if everybody's on board with what you're doing. In my opinion, no, I can you know, agree with that. You don't have. I can, I can agree with that. You know, or because we have artists who everybody loves what they do, so they just keep repeating the same thing over and over again because everybody loves it, and then you never progress. But for me, my favorite, the reason why I like music is because the artists that I like always change what they do. And you, if you change what you do, you don't always get everybody on board. But at the same time, you want people to like what you do. You want people to re- respect what you do. And that's the problem about like rapping sometimes is it's competitive. And if people don't like what you do as far as rapping, you have you want to try to prove it to them that you're hard. You know what I mean? Like you can rap. So that's the heart. Rap is very competitive. But like just making music in general, it's a different ball game. So like when you're getting into that mode where it's like I'm rapping, I have to show that I can rap. And then you're doing it to sh- for people to acknowledge the fact that you can do it well. Um, but like just making music and just being expressive you know, you want people to accept you for what you can do and who you are. And that's really like the, the satisfaction that comes from it where you can do something that's purely you and people like it. So on one hand, you want a lot of people to listen to what you do and like it for who you are. But on the other hand, you don't want everybody to do it because then you feel like you're selling out or what, you know, I don't know. So for me, it's like I put a lot of effort into making the stuff that I make. And if nobody's listening to it, then I would feel kind of defeated. That's just the human part of me. But if it's if I'm putting it out, then I like it. So I would be satisfied on that that part of it. And I know that the people that would matter would appreciate it for what it is. And again, like I said, I do music because it helps me survive. So I don't do it for the satisfaction of other people. I do it because it gives me a a reason to sustain myself or it keeps my life interesting. So yeah, the human part of me, I want a lot of views. I want people to like my music. I want people to relate to my music or, you know, appreciate it or see the effort that goes into it. But at the end of the day, if I put it out, that means that it, it did something for me. So, and speaking of your lyrics, <laughs> and since you did mention it, like honestly, um, and since you did mention it, where do now besides the generic answer before I even ask the question of based off real experiences, but where do your lyrics stem from on an emotional, from an emotional and mental standpoint? Uh, how do you come up with your lyrics based off your own mental state, emotional state, how you're feeling, et cetera, et cetera? Um, it really depends. Honestly, um, if I'm angry, I'm going to write a rap song generally. And it's going to be like a song where I'm airing things out or whatever, you know, with some, as you battle rappers like to say metaphors similes <laughs> please don't insult uh, <laughs> please um or stretching reaching wow. as you battle rappers like to do um 
Um, that's usually where I'm like, oh man, I want to rap. Um, I've been trying to like sing, I guess, you know, that's like the creative part of me. Um, but like, as far as like the words themselves, it really depends on what's going on in my life or how I'm feeling. Um, for example, that song, um, on my mixtape, the dead man song, Amaiwa Moy, whatever the anime song, um, that was, I made that song in the way that we made lost in where it was like, I just came up with, I was just, you know, free mumbling over the beat and came up with the idea. And some of the words that are in the song were part of my freestyle. And it sounded like a cute love song. And I'm, I cringed at myself at that point. Cause I'm like, I don't want to make a cute love song or whatever. You know, this isn't really me, but that's what I was feeling in that moment. So I just went with, went with it. And that's kind of how I've been with my music from for recently was like, I, I can't fight what my initial reaction to it is, even if it may not be what I want it to be, because I wanted to change that song into something that was more like significant and not as like fluffy. But the beat called for it to be fluffy in that way. So it's like it serves the beat well and it sounds good. So I stuck with it. And I just made something, you know, I I write stuff based off of, uh, I write music like sometimes not always based off my own experiences, but feelings that I can actually relate to or emotions that I can actually feel. So like that song wasn't based on anything real. It was just based off of what the song made me feel. Um, But the emotions were real or like if I was in that situation, that's how I would react. And that's how it would speak. So that's why the words came out that way. Sipping bubble tea. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know what you were saying for the longest time. Well, I'm I said like, boba tea. Yeah, I'm like, what is he saying? I'm like, but it like, was you... bubble tea. Yeah, bubble tea. Yeah, I thought you were talking about an alcoholic beverage for a while. I'm like, sipping no. boba tea. The and... only reason why I said that was because it's a, an Asian thing. So yeah. that's why I'm like, okay. If I'm making a cute song, me and my girl, we're going on a date. We're going to go get some bubble tea. Yeah. So that was, that's, yeah. It finally clicked to me like yeah. not too long ago. I'm like, he said bubble tea. Yeah. Like that's the thing about music though. Listening to it yeah. yourself and like figuring out. And the like, other thing about that song, I don't know if you noticed, um, about like what I was saying, it was like, just let things, if it sounds good, just leave it alone. There's a part in that song where I kind of mumble words. And that was a part of the original freestyle where I was, like it was like the part where I don't even remember something about something something where you know you're here. I don't think I realized. Maybe it's just like a yeah. part of the vibe, you know? Cause yeah, that was a real vibey song. Like, well, that was just... yeah, that was the point of it. I didn't really say any words in that point, but if you listen to it enough, you could probably put your own words into it. And I like spent like maybe a minute or so trying to think of words I could write to put in that point. But I'm like, it sounds good the way it is. So I just left it. So there really isn't no words in that point. Mm-hmm. And so I just, I just left it. That's like, there's a clip going on, on going around on like Instagram and it's from an old, you can tell it's from an old interview with future, not old, old, like when he first started, mm-hmm. but how future was, he was talking to P- Peter Rosenberg from hot 97 and he was saying, like, sometimes I don't even know what I'm saying. Yeah. I just know I was in the zone. He was probably off, like, you know, drugs or something mm-hmm. at that point. But he said he doesn't even know what he was saying. 
but it just ended up sounding good. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then we see these dorks on the internet, dorks and geeks on the internet. And I'm not dissing the dorks and geeks because I can be, I'm a geek. I'm a dork and a geek. Yeah, I'm a dork and geek on the internet forums. You know, I ain't going, I ain't going to lie like I'm not. Yeah, you be on them. Why? Don't, don't try to like, you know, put me out like that. But like they, they break down future talking like he's some like some type of renaissance man yeah. they break his lyrics down to like something deeper than it is when in reality like he doesn't even know what he's talking about he was just off he was just under the influence and ended yeah. up mumbling something out and most music is like that um which is like just leave it up to the person to decide how they feel about it and um tom york does it a lot from radiohead he'll just he just freestyles stuff like you don't even know what he's saying on some of his songs but you feel the emotion of it so that that's kind of like the inspiration behind that you know a lot of people do that kind of method you just do it and you just just stop overthinking stuff you know everything doesn't have to be so well thought out if it feels good just leave it alone that's real because when like i listened to some radiohead now i don't know if he was doing the whole free thinking thing with like when he was making like Kid A or OK Computer. Mm-hmm. But when I listen to Radiohead, like I listen to some of it for the lyrics, but some of that stuff just sounds good. Like one of my favorite Radiohead songs, it's on OK Computer called No Surprises. It just like he's like saying no surprises like during the during the hook. I don't know what the song's about, but it may, if I'm sad, mm-hmm. like if I'm sad sad, like I'm going to listen to Radiohead No Surprises because the vibe of that song and I don't know if it's Tom or Thom because it's it, Tom. <laughs> it's yeah, it's Tom spelled T H O M, but like that song is just so like kind of like gloomy mm-hmm. and nostalgic in a sense. Yeah, where it's just like man, like I don't know what they're talking about, but I I feel this way. Yeah. So when we go back to that song, that anime song, because I don't know the title of it, mm. I just you know listen to it on SoundCloud. When we go back to that song. It's a feel good song. Yeah. It's a you could listen to that in the car. And like I said earlier, it's the most played song on your out of those three songs that you uploaded on SoundCloud. And it's the song I fought against the most. And check that out. Internally. So I'm like, I don't want to make this corny love song, this cheesy love song. And you know, I don't care about like bubbly love, you know. But I'm like, that's what this song was where it needed to be. So I, I did it. And it's and that's the thing. That's the most, in my opinion. Now I'm sure everybody loves love language because you know it, it was already a very established song by an established. And my artist. bars were crazy on that song. <laughs> I, yeah, what you did too. I had. I, I'm gonna give myself some props. Talk. So like, I didn't think too much about the lyrics on these songs, but this these songs had some of my hardest bars. <laughs> Like when we're talking rap, like talk metaphors, it. talk it. My 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 words were on point. On point. Keep it going. Talk that stuff. Tell, if tell, if tell I had them. a better memory, I would quote some of these <laughs> these lyrics. But hey, he's on the spot. I was right proud. Now. Of, I was proud of myself. He's on the spot right. And now. most of that stuff was just like I said. I was just feeling it, and just going off of my instinct. And it's like I was writing things that were actually like metaphors and I didn't even know it until after the song was done. Now speaking of like we're on different sides, you know, talk that perfect stuff. balance. What? <laughs> Come on. 
That's the science. We're on. Di- y'all get it? We're on different sides. Perfect balance. Different sides. You're on different sides, but there's perfect That's balance. That's love language. What else Come did on. I say on that? That's complicated. Shout out to Cassidy. Cassidy is the goat. <laughs> Cassidy is 5,003 5, I said, battles. I know you're here because of what you heard. That's the science. I know you here. Now... Can we break down this? I'm going to break down Man, this. Man, I didn't even think about that one. I know you're here, H-E-R-E, because of what you heard. Now, I know Ooh. you're you here, Arrogance H-E-A-R. Did I say H? I don't, I don't know. know what you said. <laughs> H-E-A-R, because of what you heard? Mm. Oh, my gosh. But before you go too far in your phone. I got to look up these lyrics because I'm impressing myself. <laughs> I want to ask you about the last song on your um, on your last. It's not uh, even in my phone. I want to. I might have freestyled that whole thing, y'all. No, I didn't. <laughs> I want to ask you about your last song because your last song is over now. I don't listen to this era's rap wave, and I and I need to get into these guys, these Griselda guys, because I heard they're re- they're restoring the feeling. Because I'm an old head. I'm 26 now. You're a little older than me. You're about mm-hmm. 40, but I'm <laughs> what? I'm mad. I just said, mm-hmm. I'm over here looking at my phone. <laughs> you got me agreeing to your nonsense. I said it in passing, so you can't agree to it. But um, I say love language. Say it like we're both native. I hang on your every word like it's all sacred. This is all ego what? talking right now. By the what? way, this is all ego. What? But um, I said it's something we ain't got to say or explain. Love is something that already translates. Oh! Let <laughs> talk me stop. That, talk that stuff, no, crowd. Explain, no. translate. You don't have to explain the translation. With- mm, because love, you don't have to explain love. It's a feeling. Whew. All right. Mm. All right. This is the I last. I got a lot of throwaway lines in here, too. You want to talk about it? Mm. We're not. No, that's, that's boring. <laughs> We're going to wrap this up talking about the last song on your last mixtape. Now, we have your new project we're looking forward to, which I'm going to drop this when it comes out. If so, it um, comes out. Dog, stop playing no, with me because I'm not out. wasting another, I'm not <laughs> wasting another uh, podcast on one of your delayed projects. Mm. Now, the mysterious artist, Crowded Places. Now... The last song on your previous mixtape, and I wish you well. Cop that on Bandcamp, SoundCloud. <clears throat> half of it's on SoundCloud. It's half of it's on SoundCloud. Listen to it on Bandcamp in full. The last song was over a Griselda beat. Now I don't listen to these guys like that because I just I'm I listen to more indie rock and stuff like that. I don't really listen to today's hip hop, but uh, but these guys are restoring the feeling, so I might listen to them. Was it Conway the Machine? One of his beats. West Side Gun. West Side Gun. You mm-hmm. rapped over a West Side Gun beat. What was the... Was that song? Because I remember you said, like, it's not something, something. It's an I wish you well. Like, at the end. It's like, not what, a love letter. It's an I wish yeah. you well. I hope you get better. I hope you get to tell. What was the title of that? Niagara Cafe. Yes. So, <clears throat> and that is the only song. Can you please finish that for me? The significance of that song. You haven't. Um, <laughs> like, why do I have to remind you? Based off personal experience. Yes. Yeah. yeah like, okay. This is your song. Like, I don't. I was trying to give you hints to you. I song. do stuff. I don't know what I'd be doing. <laughs> so yeah. Um, well, 
Go ahead, ask your question. No, I just want to know, can you give any insight? Because that's, um, out of all four, was four songs? I think five. Was it five songs? Out of all five songs, that's the only song that was based Maybe. off your personal experience. So, Right. Can you give uh, some insight? I prefaced that just because all the other songs were about stuff. I didn't want people to get misconstrued. You know what I mean? I feel you. Like there's people who know me who may like think, oh, this is about me or about a certain situation. But all those songs were just like me trying to put myself in the mind state of like, oh, what if Kaylani sent me this song and I had to write a song based off what she said or, you know, so they were based off of real feelings, but they weren't based off of. So I just didn't want nobody to get the wrong idea. Off of, like what, you know, I'm making a cute love song. I don't want no female out there to think it's about them you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> what's up with the ball <laughs> <You're about> to... <laughs> too much ENJ <laughs> oh please keep talking um so yeah so I had to preface that last song like this is an actual song about a real thing that I am have experienced or am thinking about specifically in detail so like you know yes that was the whole point of it it was a more like a warning like don't think too much about all these other songs i'm just having fun but this song you could think about if you want so are you gonna leave those lyrics up for interpretation or will you break some of them down it's that's up to you you're the host you've listened to the song why don't you break some of them down? Why don't well, you tell me what you want? I, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be completely honest. I couldn't tell you. Like, I sent you a bar one day. Like, I, I randomly sent you a bar from that song mm-hmm. while I was listening to it. And, like, just just because I wanted to send you a bar. But, uh, like, where did, where did this song come from? So, you listen. Now, this is somebody else's beat. Mm-hmm. Did this beat move you to? Yes. Yes, so it, mm-hmm. it moves you to rap based off your real experiences. So yeah. you felt that beat. And when I heard the beat, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is some real killer. Like, it reminded me, like, of Mad Lib. I don't know who produced the beat. Uh, I know the guy, but I don't remember. I added him when I released it. I don't remember his name, though. Something yeah. with Gold. I think Gold's in his name or something. It was like a soul. It was like a soul. It was a soul sample. Yeah, it was a loop. And it was and it was perfect. Mm-hmm. It was honestly it was perfect. perfect. It gave you that feel. It mm-hmm. like gave you that old school hip hop, maybe two thousand three, two thousand four feel, like the type beat. But um, now nah, I'm gonna say two thousand six. It's more of a two thousand six, two thousand seven feel. And uh, and and he was going on some real hip hop stuff. But like, where did those? You know, what was it based around? Mm, well, first off, I um. So when I was making this thing, I wanted to have kind of cover all my bases. The other part of it was like, I wanted to have practice, but I also wanted to show I could do a bunch of different genres. So like I had the pop music on there, I had the weirdo music on there, I had the electronica music on there and I needed like the classic hip hop song. So, um, I've never, I never listened to the original song by West Side Gun until after I've recorded my verse um i went on to um hip hipstrumentals old school that website is still up 
Oh my goodness. So I went on there and that was actually the first beat that was on there. So I'm like, Oh, I know, um, Griselda, they have good beats. So I'm like, let me, they'll, they'll have that type of, that was like the first thing, the Niagara cafe. And so I listened to it. I'm like, this is perfect. This is it. So I just wrote based off however I was feeling in that moment and whatever was going on in my life from the point where I made like music last up until that point. I like when, um, rappers do that where they like kind of just tell about what's going on in their life from the period up until that period where they make the song. Drake does it a lot. And I like, I like that kind of stuff. Jay-Z is good at doing that kind of stuff. And, um, Joe Budden, he was like famous for that kind of stuff. Yeah, back when he rapped. Yeah. <laughs> but I like, I like that. And, um, that kind of music to me was like, a, um, so one of the critiques that I got when I made in general in life was I'm not very direct how I feel about things. Most of the time I like to speak in code as <laughs> some people would say. Um, so I'm like, okay, well in a therapeutic way, I will, oops, I just hit the mic. I'll, um, progressively say how I feel to the point where I can be comfortable to like, say how I feel all the time. So in music, I, certain songs, I'll just express my feelings or what I'm thinking or what I'm going through or my perspective on certain stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Aspirating over here. Yeah, I choked on, <laughs> I choked on my, um, just like how you choked in our battle rap. But <laughs> Stop, please continue. <laughs> but, um, yeah, uh, I was just. One of my goals when I first released my my um, first mixtape was like I wanted to be more direct in my lyrics so people could understand. Like I was kind of talking in code on that thing. And um, I just wanted people to understand what I was talking about more so. Um, so every I try to follow that formula. Every time I put out music, I have a song where I'll just talk about what I feel. So that was that song. Okay. Or what I've been going through, and it's just kind of like a, like a, a dear diary type thing. So, uh, in closing, he's he's uh, leaving those lyrics up for interpretation. No, I mean you can interpret it. You had your impression of it, so speak on it. I can't remember right now. I'm gonna be completely honest. Fold. I'm a. <laughs> All right. Um, thank you for coming on the show. Wow. <laughs> for your first no lyric breakdowns on the cool hand. Absolutely podcast. not. For your first interview ever. Wow. You want to do a lyric break <laughs> breakdown? Open we up. Can. Your, open, you want me to play the song? Open up your phone. We can see this now. This is one critique that I got, and we got this from our friend. And he said this in the group chat a long time ago. I'll never forget it because it was a critique of my show. <clears throat> he said it felt like with the Tevin interview that I, after a while I was dragging it on. Mm -hmm. And after that, I never wanted to feel like I was dragging the show on. So is this dragging on? Yes. When I feel like I'm not. <laughs> no, honestly, when I feel like I'm not prepared enough 
or if I'm out of ideas to come up with a question, because often I can come up with a question based off something the guest said. Mm -hmm. But if I can't, then the show's over. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to feel like... That's what I thought you knew what you wanted to talk about with this song. I didn't. I absolutely did Uh. not. So... (laughs) No, I'm dead. Si- yeah, like honestly, that's why I was gonna end it like probably 20 minutes ago, because I was done um, asking questions. Mm. So I would. Well, it's up to you. I can play it and you can talk about it, or we can just cut I- it off. I'm not gonna remember the lyrics if you played it right now. <clears throat> no, when I listen to the song, like when I'm cleaning, like because it'll be like when I'm cleaning or like after I work out and I'm walking on the treadmill, I'll listen to it because it's a good hip hop song to like really vibe to like the beat the instrumental and then like honestly the beat carries that type of beat carries the song and then it's like honestly the lyrics are an are an afterthought wow no 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 no, no. okay this has been the cool hand podcast not Time that to shut it down but this is the thing you know you know what type of beat you are listening to so it's like you hear the beat you're so captivated by the sample that if you're rhyming right if your flow and your rhyme is right, then you're going to listen to it. Mm-hmm. So the more you listen to it, you're listening to the lyrics and you're like, okay, he's really talking about something. Not to mention the fact that you made it clear that this is the only song that was based off real experience. So you pay even more attention to the lyrics. So, you know, I have no quotes for you right now. And honestly, unt- I had bars on there too. Yeah, that, that's the thing. I would have broke down the bars. All right. Well, we'll cut this off right <laughs> now and, and we'll listen to the song and then we'll pick right back up. <laughs> no, after this, like that's, after, after I. they do on the Joe Budden podcast. Oh, we're, well, after this, after, the song the, after this, the show is over. <laughs> and then we're just going to chop it up. If you want to go home, you can. But, you know, we could just chop it up after that. But um, anything else you want to say? Uh, crowded places because this was the first interview ever. Mm-hmm. You know, before Billboard picks you up and the Rolling Stone what magazine happened? and the source and vibe and all that. Um, just know where you heard it first. It was the Cool Hand podcast. Did you say you were going to freestyle? <laughs> you said you had some I said, bars. Hey, yo. You said you had some bars? No. You got a beat for me? <laughs> Now, if anybody has some hip-hop history, remember Freeway battled Cassidy back in 2003, and Cassidy was murking Freeway, and Freeway said, put a beat on because he couldn't <laughs> he couldn't freestyle against Cassidy without a beat? Mm-hmm. Now, we can see the level of lyricism. <laughs> Let me stop throwing shots at you. Because um, you can't rap on a beat. You said it yourself. <laughs> <laughs> well, by the time this comes out, by the time this comes out, y'all will hear me over a beat. And uh, you'll see. I, I I think I did my thing. I think I did. My you did thing. well. I think I did my thing because mm-hmm. I'm not a rapper anymore. I'm an undefeated battle rapper, 53 and 0. Uh, I've never lost a battle, and I've never lost a round. That's the most impressive thing about me. The thing is, you can lose a round in battle rap, but I never lost a round in my entire life. And I battled Samson. That's the thing. Like and he I, lost. Like I battled somebody who like practices writing. <laughs> And that and I I like killed him with ease. You know what I mean? That's I don't even hilarious. I don't even do this anymore, but it's like not true at all. But like like I said, I never even lost. I didn't know rap. better rappers read from a notepad, a me notepad. <laughs> <laughs> oh my 
my gosh. I I didn't read from a notepad. He was reading from a phone. (laughs) (laughs) And he was writing lyrics while he was talking. (laughs) This is absolutely fabricated. Samson. And he was stuttering. A crowd of places. (laughs) I can't even finish my words. I dissed him in front of his whole apartment complex. Listen, he started recycling rounds. <laughs> he started repeating the same thing. <laughs> All right. Thank you for coming on the show. <laughs> this is the Cool Hand Podcast. Crowd of places. Thank you for coming in all honesty. Mm-hmm. Um, had a great time. Yeah. <laughs> it was a pleasure. This was peak. <laughs> Stop saying fetch. <laughs> fetch is never going to catch yeah. on Cool Hand Podcast. Remember, remember Key? <laughs> oh, stop. That's Key. Cool Hand Podcast, <laughs> something you got to deal with. Easy. <laughs>